0: How do I control money? Envelopes. The first of the month I divide up my cash, one for groceries, one for gas, one for fun. It helps plan out my spending. And that's how we came up with digital envelopes for your checking account. Our customers give us the best ideas. Huntington, welcome. How do I control money? Envelopes. The first of the month I divide up my cash. One for groceries, one for gas, one for fun. It helps plan out my spending. And that's how we came up with digital envelopes for your checking account. Our customers give us the best ideas. Huntington, welcome.
1: Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. We are live here Wednesday, October 30th, 2019. And guys, we have another Toronto-Seattle MLS Cup. Armand, I feel like we're we're doing this on repeat because our first MLS Cup together was Seattle-Toronto. A little nostalgia here.
2: Yeah, I can't believe it actually happened though again. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I can't believe it. I, I, I honestly, uh, watching that I mean, relatively boring game, I couldn't believe it. Uh, uh, it
1: was boring, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, listeners, today's show, we got plenty of good stuff. We're going to react to what we just witnessed in Atlanta. We'll get to LAFC in Toronto. Armand is going to be discussing how did Brian Smetcher just tell everybody in the media to go pound sound, pan, uh, pound sand. Meanwhile, Jake's going to try to explain himself on how the greatest team in a system with playoffs can be called the greatest team but not win MLS Cup. So stay tuned for that. Now, Jake, 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 how are we doing? We're doing fine. How are you doing? I'm, I'm fine. But let, let's begin uh, with your instant reaction to uh, Atlanta, Toronto. Listeners at Unxam Soccer Pod, send in your thoughts. You want to hear them? Are you are you excited for uh, Seattle Toronto Part Three? Because I think I think you're not the most excited for it.
3: Oh my god! I'm so I don't want to see it whatsoever. This was like I was dry. I as soon as Seattle, well, I started getting inklings that Seattle was going to win the West after they beat RSL. I'm like, God, we're going to get Seattle and Toronto again, aren't we? And then Seattle beat LAFC, and I'm like, Oh my god, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. We're going to get another Seattle TFC MLS Cup final. It's going to be nil-nil through 120 minutes again. Come on.
1: Come on. Relax. Relax.
3: God, did you not watch tonight's game? That's what it's going to look like. It's going to look like that but worse.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's get into tonight's game. Uh, Atlanta, they shot themselves in the foot, plain and simple. And Armand, uh, you probably had the line of the night. They ended up. Reverting to them to their old selves that we saw at the beginning of the season under Frank DeBoer, they turtled. I don't know what happened.
2: They 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 look stagnant at times, but I mean something. Me and Jake have harped on I think for this entire season. They looked like they had possession, but again, like with no purpose, they weren't like creating as much. Right? It, it it looked like you know they were kind of stagnating, and Toronto to get possession, and they would and Atlanta was dominating possession. But it looked like a lifeless Atlanta United team. And they looked lifeless even like during Spurs that first half. Like, I think minute 16 to like 30 was like really lifeless because there's nothing going on. They're jamming the middle. They're pressuring in like a weird lower block. Uh, There was no dynamic uh, play from PT or Barco. Uh, They subbed on Tito Vialba late. No changes from Frank DeBoer. And look what we get, the same results. It's a pretty poor – I thought it was pretty poor management from uh, Atlanta not adjusting to the great game plan that Toronto had.
1: I mean, do you blame Atlanta for not realizing what Toronto did? Do they carry more of the blame, or do you just have to credit Toronto for an excellent game plan going in there going, we're not going to look pretty? Yeah, this is going to look ugly. Sorry, fans. Sorry. Sorry, TV audience. The three hundred K that three hundred thousand that watched it, but guess what? We're gonna go play Seattle in Seattle for a chance to claim our second MLS Cup in three years.
3: I mean for me it's all on Frank DeBore, I think. I mean, there's so much of that game I would look I'd look at my computer, look at my TV, depending on if I was streaming or watching it, and you would see Atlanta get the ball in the midfield and then just hit a long ball and hope to connect with uh, Joseph Martinez. And you talk about there, there was no adjustments made. He had two, Frank DeBoer had two unused subs at the end of the game. It's in, it's in stoppage time. And, and I, I texted you guys and it's like, he has Atlanta City, they're down a goal in a knockout game in the 90th minute. And Frank DeBoer is sitting on two subs. Like, it's that's crazy. It's inexcusable. For me, this loss totally falls on the shoulders of Frank DeBoer. I'm with
2: Jake. I'm with Jake. I mean, look, uh, look, I mean, I get like having like wanting to rely on your players and, you know, ha- have them, you know, like you're starting your game plan, your most dynamic players on the pitch. But something had to change. They weren't creating anything the last 10 minutes. I mean, they're just shooting balls aimlessly into the box. Even Joseph looked pretty off. I mean, he missed a penalty and he wasn't that sharp um, as well. And But look at Greg Vanney, for example, a guy who's been there, done that in MLS games. I'm I'm not saying you know De Boer isn't experienced, but according to uh, Jose Mourinho, he's the worst Premier League manager in the history of the Premier League. Uh, maybe we should take some stock into that because look, a guy like Vanny went for it, and around the 70th minute, he subbed on uh, uh, Mullins, and you know switched up his formation with a little bit more attacking, not too much, but a little bit more attacking. And credit to credit to Greg Vanny, he took the risk when he needed to. Frank De Boer didn't, and he's you know you
1: know with, I guess. He has the consequences. They lost. No, man. Frank DeBoer. I mean, it's just... It's crazy how 90 minutes can change the entire narrative for a manager. Right? Frank DeBoer <laughs> I... wins this game. We're like, look, Atlanta, fine. They get to MLS Cup. They host the U.S. Open Cup Final. They beat Minnesota United. They win the Champions Cup. Pretty good. Good momentum boost. there heading into the playoffs. And then suddenly they, they fail to Toronto. And it's Frank the Boar sucks. I mean, wh- which is it, guys? Because obviously he deserves blame here. But it, it feels like this is going to get stretched on Twitter to let's sack Frank the Boar.
2: I don't think he'll do that. I think they'll say he
3: just got out coached this game. I feel like we've gone back in time, though. I feel like it's like May. Yeah, yeah it is. I know, it, like it does. Except this, it's cold. We're ha- we're having the same conversation we had in May of what what the hell are they doing? They don't look very threatening. They they have tons of possession, but they're just making passes for the sake of making passes. Joseph Martinez looks out of whack. Where's Pity Martinez? Where's Barco? What's going on with Atlanta? That, that, I feel like we're having the same conversation we but, had five months ago. But
1: how how does Atlanta re- just suddenly turtle into them into this crap right with no direction? Yeah, Atlanta created a lot of opportunities, but towards the end of the game, did you really feel like they were ever actually threatening, or was it just holding the ball for the sake of holding the ball? But we're not going to have any clear cut direction with it.
3: No, it's like Armand said. They were just hit, like they were just hitting balls into the box for the sake of hitting them in the box. Like there were so many times where I watched them get the ball in the midfield and just hit a bo- hit a long ball and hope to hope to find joseph martinez on it on at the end of it it's just it was so uncreative it was not very threatening it was so one-dimensional it just there's like nothing about atlanta tonight that looked impressive going forward and you can talk about how this is a, this is a pretty stunning or if you want to use the word stunning upset for tfc to get a result against atlanta i mean atlanta entering tonight's game 31 or 35 wins six draws 10 losses at mercedes-benz stadium all time but to, to me, I mean, there was nothing they did that, you know, made Toronto look uncomfortable. It, it, it just looked like Atlanta just looked very just lethargic, just kind of going through the motions. Just there was not nothing about Atlanta it, that—
1: Isn't it dangerous in these one-off games, the these tournament-style games, when a team is dominating, but they just can't find the cracks and get through? And the later— it goes on to the game, it starts to be an advantage for the team that's just sat back, sat back, sat back, and abjor- absorbed all this pressure.
3: Would we even say Atlanta dominated, though? I mean, if, if you're going to look at the possession stats, sure, but the, it, you, you didn't watch that game and go, man, Atlanta's had you know, 10, 15 chances to score here. It's just a matter of time before they find a breakthrough. No, I, I don't feel like it was ever that. I don't feel like Atlanta ever had Jake's right. these moments mm-hmm. of... Uh, you know, where well, they were you at want, the cost or the precipice. You want the hard numbers? Goal here.
1: You Let's want the hard down. numbers? I mean, I'm
3: sure that the possession numbers will say will say otherwise, but well, there was
1: nothing about Atlanta that looked dangerous to right, me. Right, right, right. 60-40 in possession in favor at Atlanta. 19 shots to the 4 Toronto had. But, guys, it's one thing to have a million shots. You don't even have to dig that deep into the math and get into expected goals. You just have to look at shots on target. Toronto's four shots were all on target out of the 19 shots that Atlanta had five were on target five so yeah you're I guess you're right Jake you can look at the numbers and say well did Atlanta really dominate sure they probably dominated the middle of the park but when it came to the final third it's advantage Toronto because they put the ball in the back of the net twice it's it's a
3: make or miss league, as they say in the NPA. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Anyway, listeners, send in your thoughts at Unc Sam's Soccer Pod. How do you feel about Frank De Boer and his failure to make changes in the second half? What about Greg Vanny? How much credit does he deserve, Armand? In twenty seventeen he took Toronto and dominated MLS. Won three trophies. Remember, Toronto is not part of the U.S. Open Cup system. So they went on to win the Supporter Shield, MLS Cup, and the Canadian Cup. So uh, a fake treble. Last year, it was ugly. But here they are again making their third MLS Cup appearance in four years. We have two teams doing that. That is incredible.
2: I mean, you gotta give Greg Vanny a lot of credit because he set up the team for success without Omar Gonzalez and Josie Altidore. We thought, what did we say at the beginning of this playoff preview that TFC oh, would have yeah. no chance with that Altidore? But credit to Vanny, he adjusted the system, had Pozuelo as a little bit of a false nine, you know, bunker down, and even he admitted in the post game or in the little interview with Katie Whittem, we didn't play the best, the prettiest soccer. It was kind of ugly out there. You know what? Sometimes you got to do that to win these games. They kind of do what, you know, the reverse of uh, what the, uh, Seattle did to them in 2016. They bunkered down. They got dirty. But when the time presented itself to go capitalize on opportunity, they did that. You know, bringing on Nick DeLeon and, and Mullins, Patrick Mullins, uh, you know, to go up top and you know, add a little bit of pressure, put Pozuel on the wing. Uh, to be honest with you, that that was a very smart move because if that game would have gone to extra time, Toronto would have lost. And I think it would have been as bad as the what, what happened to uh, DC that Toronto did. They looked gassed. They looked exhausted by the end of the game. They needed to win it, and that's what they did. And you're again, credit to Vanny because he did this against Atlanta United. And let's not forget, even though he watched behind a baseball in that NYCFC, you know, but it against NYCFC, they dominated. But they not but they had spells where they really dominated possession. He showed he can do it different ways. And this is a really remarkable run by Toronto FC, to be honest with you. Being the top two seeds on the
1: road? Yeah, no. That's pretty impressive, uh, that's, man. That's pretty impressive. Uh, this is what uh, Greg Vanney said post-game, and I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Jake. Quote, there aren't any statistical categories we won besides passion, heart, dignity, and he, he continues on. But what do you what do you take from him saying, we won the passion, the heart, the dignity? What's that say about Atlanta.
3: Uh, first of all uh, <laughs> uh I, i'm guessing greg Vanny's a, a big fan of the uh one of my favorite sabermetrical stats uh tw i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that or not do you guys know what that is uh the heart the will
1: what no what?
3: TWTW. oh yikes T- no
1: nope not at all
3: oh man this is a, such a great stat it's so easy to, it, it's like one of the best units of measurements to, to 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 quantify anything ever uh the will to win
1: i'm sure he's a great fan of the will to win is that an actual Any- stat they can measure? no that? it's
3: not there's, there's okay, this okay what, what's ex- the
1: backstory of this jake Because you we're clearly are uh, not uh, following you
3: anybody this is a this is a hawk harrelson a former play-by-play guy of the chicago white Sox. He was getting questioned about analytics in baseball, and he said the this is on MLB Network. He goes, "The only analytic I care about is TW, TW." And the everybody in the panel just froze and was like, "What?" And he goes, "The will to win." <laughs> anyway, it's uh, well, that's, that's a pretty good sabermetric. Over over your heads, over your heads. Yes, uh, very
1: much over our heads.
3: Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. Um, I think you mocked and ridiculed me for. Talking about some of this stuff, uh, Steven, similar to the, these kind of things about Seattle prior to the FC Dallas match, where I said they had the experience. Um, and I thought that, that'd play a, a large part well, in Well, I, I didn't mock you for FC that. Dallas.
1: When did I mock ah, you for that? You can you can play the tape. Armand, you were there. You tell me. <laughs> no, did, did he no. mock me for it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mocked you. You thought that Dallas would beat Seattle. That's what I mocked you for.
3: No, 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 You mocked me when I said I thought that inexperience would rear its ugly head for FC Dallas, and I oh, thought okay, that Seattle. Okay, but how are
1: you gonna? How are you gonna say experience played a role tonight? Because both teams. I'm not, these I'm are not, the last two I'm winners of MLS it. Cup.
3: I'm not saying it. I actually think the heart and the passion, and all that, is just kind of uh, BS. To be honest with you, I think you when you get into I think you get a knockout a knockoff or a a, a one game knockout type matchup that you had tonight. Weird things happen. I already read you Atlanta's record at Mercedes Benz Stadium all time coming into tonight's matchup. If they play that game ten times in Atlanta, Toronto and Atlanta, how many times does Toronto get the win? No, I don't
1: Anybody? know. I, this is just what if. BS.
3: All I'm trying to say is, you can sit here and say heart and passion and will and all that stuff. I, I don't know. It it all sounds good on, on it, paper. I I, it, I
1: generally do think that's something in sports that people are just captivated by, and you just can't explain it. No statistics gonna explain the heart, the will, just the the the, the just the the pure want to to win in the course of nine innings. Hey, I can tell court, you I can
3: tell you what would have helped at, what would have helped Atlanta's cause towards winning tonight. What? Maybe, you know, maybe maybe don't make the extra pass. Maybe take take the shot. Maybe don't just hit long balls all night. Maybe you know, maybe maybe make an adjustment here or there. Maybe don't end the game with two on you subs. I mean, you can sit here and talk. I, I think tonight's matchup is more about Frank DeBore getting the game all wrong than Greg Vanny's men. Coming out there with gusto and passion and oh, so you think
1: you think Frank DeBoer is more to blame than giving credit to Greg Vanny?
3: Uh, tip of the hat to, to Greg Vanny, but I, I just think
1: I just think Frank DeBoer. All right, so get, give me a percentage: sixty percent blame on Frank DeBoer, forty percent tip of the hat to, to Greg Vanny, or is it even more?
3: I would say seventy thirty. Armand. I would say, are you saying seventy percent? You know, Vanny
4: thirty percent.
3: Seventy percent of the blame, seventy percent of the reason why Atlanta lost is because of Frank De Boer, and the other thirty percent is because of what Toronto FC did. You know what? That's
2: pretty fair. I'd
3: go with that too.
1: All right, I'm on a roll you... tonight. Everyone's there... agreeing with me. I'm on a yeah, roll. Yeah, yeah. Jake, there you go. On the roll, baby. <laughs> on the roll, Jake Watroba. On the roll, listeners at Oxiam Soccer Pod. We're gonna take a quick break on the other side. Let's get to. Seattle LAFC. We haven't reacted to that. That match happened last night. Plus, more. Stay tuned for Jake's terrible hot take later on the show.
4: Thank you.
3: And we're back on Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Guys, let's jump into Seattle's 3-1 victory over LAFC last night, a brace by Raul Rui Diaz. Sees the Sounders advancing to MLS Cup for the third time in four years. Armand, I want to start with you. How was Seattle able to beat LAFC?
2: Well, they came in with a plan, and I think not some, not, some teams don't come with a plan. Like, the Galaxy, they didn't come with a plan. Like, come on. I think we all knew that. They kind of come in, run a ride Zlatan, times going to score. They came with a plan to kind of, you know, force them to play on the wings, compact the middle, and not have them dissect them, you know, through a guy like Latif Blessing or Lee Wynn or Atuesta, at and... They, from that, they forced him to go on the wings, and it seemed like there was one or two or three guys always on an l a f c play like they didn't have enough time to you know think about something they just went and you know quick press and Jake, let me ask you this: did you guys really think l a f c had a true chance uh you know created outside of the run of play like in the run of play i don't think so
1: no i i'm looking at the i i just pulled up the possession stats and it's frightening how much LAFC had the ball, and you thought, "Wait, just thinking back on the match did Did you ever think LAFC were that threatening with so much of the ball? Do you, Do you want to know the the possession stat? It's it's wild.
2: I don't think they were. That's what I'm saying. Like, but
1: but they what they what worked. do you think the possession stat was? Seventy
2: thirty.
1: Yeah, seventy thirty, and you – what? Seattle had more shots on. Target that LAFC did.
2: It's what we call meaningless possession. It's exactly what LA and I did tonight. You, the, all, all they did was, uh, but Seattle came in with an actual plan and Seattle actually offensive options, so it looked a lot better as well. Um, w- w- when you think about it, and they also played really physical and chippy as well. If they get the ball in the middle. Okay, quick foul. All right, we'll run back on defense. All right, go up, go back out wide, try to find something through Brian Rodriguez. They couldn't do anything, guys. I wasn't. Okay, maybe I was surprised that Seattle beat LAFC, but I was shocked at how they did it because they crushed them. They straight up crushed them. We, we're talking about right now, LAFC had nothing, nothing going forward. I, I couldn't believe it. Nothing? How do you have nothing going forward? Unbelievable. It was un- an unbelievable performance from Seattle. I think, guys, uh, this might be a little bit of a stretch, but I think playoff-wise, that's – one of the, it's, it has to be a top five MLS playoff performance in history. Has to
1: what? Wait, 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 wait. Can't,
2: wait hold on, hold on, hold on. What? What? S-s-s-s- excuse me. Against the best team in, M- in in MLS history?
1: No, 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 no. Stop, stop, and, and stop, stop, stop stop, like stop, that? stop, stop, stop. We're not that getting was, into that conversation. One of
2: the best performance in MLS playoff history.
1: Oh, man.
2: I know Jake agrees with me right here. I know he does.
3: I. So you're saying what Seattle did last night was one of the greatest performances we've seen a team put on in, in the uh, MLS playoffs. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. They completely shut down the greatest regular
2: season team, or you could argue, as Jake will, uh, best team in MLS history to
3: producing absolutely nothing. Okay. I mean, you're, you know, I trust you. You're entitled to your opinion. Uh, I still, I still disagree. Who, like, what?
2: I, obviously, not off the top of your head, but, like, I don't think it's that far of a reach because, look, look, Jake, you think LAFC is the greatest team in MLS history. Correct?
3: That's, that is correct. But we will get to that.
2: Yeah. So, here in if a you bit. shut
3: down the greatest
2: team I, I, in
4: I,
1: but MLS isn't this just a like, little bit a of recency bias? How? I don't know. Go back. What What about the performance of uh, of FC Dallas in 2010 in LA beating the Galaxy to get to MLS Cup?
2: That's why I said top five. I didn't say number one.
1: No, but what top I'm five, saying is five, I bet five. you could come up. If, if I sat down and, and really thought about it, I could come up with more. I don't
2: think you could. I don't think you could.
1: <laughs> what, what about the uh, – does this performance beat Seattle's MLS Cup? Win against Toronto in two thousand sixteen.
2: No, because that was a fluke. <laughs> that was a fluke, and we all know it. <laughs> that was that wasn't a, that wasn't a perform that wasn't performance. That was just surviving until the bare end. I don't think Seattle played well at all in that game. Uh, Stephen Fry, you could argue, had one of the best performances in MLS Cup history, but I don't think you can say Seattle as a whole did.
1: That, that's yeah, absolutely. That's fair, I, guys. I, Seattle. Just were spectacular. Anytime they were going forward, you thought, a they were on a mission. B, as Imran said, they're on a plan. But they just looked threatening, and that's that's what amazes me.
3: Yeah, it amazes me. It amazes me too, just because uh, you know some of those games late in the season for Seattle, we all watched. You know some of them, and it's funny because in Mid August or end of August, we were all sitting on this podcast talking about how Seattle didn't really look all that good. And this yeah, is this what a team the confidence that we have?
1: level? Do we can we very low? I think it
3: was a low. Do we I, really I, I think
1: Seattle were the proper two seed in the West?
3: I don't think there really was a proper two seed in the West because it was I mean, all up for grabs at one point in time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But isn't I mean, it
1: amazing? This team, the Seattle Sounders, have not lost at home since 2013, and suddenly you make the playoffs completely look at the regular season and say you pretty much want a top seed why because you could do what Seattle did then you don't have to travel you you are at home you're comfortable you got your home field advantage you make the other teams have to travel and the next thing you know you just have to play 90 minutes on the road oh and by the way Seattle's hosting MLS Cup so wow right you, you did not think once well you have Atlanta New York, NYCFC by New York, and obviously LAFC on the, who are on this unbelievable run. Chances that Seattle hosts MLS Cup, pretty pretty slim. Get into MLS Cup, uh, just as slim, if not slimmer. But here they are hosting MLS Cup. I mean, it's it's amazing how MLS has suddenly flip flopped and, and put so much more emphasis on the regular season.
2: No I'm impressed. I'm in, I'm impressed by a, a Seattle team. Uh, honestly, um, Uh you go through with, with with what they did. I mean, look, against FC Dallas, were they impressive? <laughs>
1: no, they got no, lucky. No, they were they, got they lucky. were not good. FC so Dallas should have won that game.
2: Were they impressive? Kind of, not really. Yeah, but
1: second half against RSL is, I think when things changed. There was something said at I that agree. halftime speech uh by uh Brian uh Smeltzer. Schmetzer. Schmetzer, sorry, Schmetzer, that flip-flopped that game because Seattle were putrid in that first half. and that second half, they came out and looked like a completely different team. And I think that carried over into this match against LAFC. That second half against RSL gave them the confidence they needed to go down at bunk of California Stadium and, and pretty much kick the ass of the best team that MLS has ever seen in the regular season.
2: Yeah, I'm telling you guys, I was, I, was, I was genuinely kind of shocked how good of a performance that was because that was a, a – from a guy like Schmetzer who isn't some tactical guru, he really isn't, comes on, puts on performance like that, like Bravo, that, that was a performance. Bello, by the way, uh, where was Carlos Vela in this big
3: game? Uh, Armand, we will get to that Where was he? What's going on? We're going to get to that Let's get to Brian Schmetzer's comment post-match With Sebastian Salles our last night
4: I feel a lot better than Bob I mean, you know we, Why do you say that? Well, because, you know, one team has to sell it. We did it last year We had Portland celebrating on our home field So I know what Bob's going through And it's, it's not a good feeling We use that as motivation for this playoff run this year so I get it. It's winners and losers. And, and these playoff formats are great for the league. And, you know, I'm just so proud of these guys out there and the people up there. The tactics were right. Their effort was right. Their mentality was right. And they deserved to win the game. How did you do it? Well, I, I'll let Bobby Warsaw tell me how I did it. What makes
0: this group special, Coach?
4: Well, because, because they never quit. They never, we went down one, nothing to the best. And look, they had the best regular season ever. This is a tremendous team. Bob's a great coach, but we came out, went down a goal and came back and scored three in their home. So you guys tell me if my team deserves some credit. I think they do.
3: Well, there you have it from Brian Schmetzer with Sebastian Salazar of ESPN. Uh, a lot less awkward than Salazar's last interview, uh, <laughs> a couple, uh, about a week ago, with uh, Bob Bradley, where he was told to get lost. But isn't that the? Uh,
1: aren't, aren't those strange comments to begin with? Well, I feel better than Bob. Isn't is just at, strange? At, Doesn't that strike you as a Schmetzer, strange comment?
3: He, he kind of comes up, comes off as a strange guy. Man,
1: I'm telling but, you, he's like your your neighborhood soccer dad with the minivan who coaches. That's how I've always viewed this guy. The hair, the suit. What? I don't know why. He's, he's a, he's a G. Right. Well, He clearly is doing something right in life. That you just took Seattle to the third MLS Cup. He's doing something right. But ever since he's been hired, I'm always like, that dude's a soccer coach? Like, if you were to put him in the middle of the financial district of whatever major city, he'd fit right in. <laughs> uh, Armand, I wanna I
3: wanna get uh, I want you to explain to our listeners what Schmetzer met by the uh, you know go you can ask Bobby Warshaw how I did uh, tonight. Can you can you explain to the listeners out there who might not yeah, know wh- yep, what that yes. comment means? So uh, essentially, Warshaw came out I think the day
2: before or uh, during the week and uh, or the weekend before I'm not sure exactly and came out and said. Seattle needs to play scared, essentially, to beat uh, LAFC. And, uh, you know, I, I think part of it's also, like, the MLS soccer crew. I was listening to Extra Time Radio. Uh, I, I, none of them really gave him a chance. I don't think really that many people gave him a chance. So it's kind of a shot saying, hey, look, we didn't have to play scared to beat you. Like, we, we beat we beat them, you know, playing, you know, actually decent football. Uh, that's the whole Bob- – it's not – and, by the way, he didn't say Bobby Warshaw. He said Bobby Warsaw. Like, like, like Poland. So, I, I don't know. Wait, I don't he know.
4: Did?
2: Yeah, he said. He said. He said. Bobby Warsaw. He did. He did, he did say Bobby Warsaw. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, like, there you, there you go. But I mean, back to Schmetzer, guys. Um, I hate to open this
3: can of worms, but open it. Open it. Let's open it. Oh,
2: I know Let's where you're it. going
1: with this.
3: Yeah, I think I do too. Well, and yes, I... and, and yes, no, no. yes, 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 he is. <laughs> is he the best? Well, okay hold on pump the brakes is he a top three coach in MLS yeah no 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 oh, no
2: oh, no
1: oh, no, my no. God. this is not this is not not where yet you we're going not yet not yet
3: he's close he's on the precipice that's the second time I've used that word tonight. he, wins, he, if,
2: he if, is he's, he's close if he wins MLS Cup would you where do you guys put him oh
3: yeah,
1: he's he top three. okay okay he's Let, top three. He's I top got top the three. numbers in front of me since you you brought it up Brian I got you. Smetzer. Three MLS Cup appearances in four years. That's a great stat. He's got one to his name already. Question is, will he win a second? He's the fourth coast in league history to lead his team to three MLS Cup finals, or at least three MLS Cup finals. He's only managed 121 games. He has 59 wins, 36 losses, 46 draws. And listeners, remember, he was hired July 26, 2016, where... Where he took a team that was pretty much at the bottom of the league to m l s cup,
2: they were terrible it, like they were awful,
1: one of the I, greatest turns turnarounds in american sports history
2: i will make I will make this argument okay, okay like I, I'm on fire right now, if you know what i'm saying
3: Look, i'm I'm more so flabbergasted that you just said that was one of the greatest turnarounds in American sports history, but that's
1: that's
3: just me. Did I say American sports? <laughs> I, I, I did. I, I did. No,
1: Stephen oh. did. Steven. did. Oh my gosh! What
3: others I'm would gonna,
1: you put up on I'm there? I'm gonna
3: stew. I'm gonna stew on that one and get back to you on that because I. Sorry that I just I just can't believe that. It the, the
2: Astros, man, in the World Series right now. You know, turn off from tanking to you know in World Series after you know strategic uh, tanking. We're not that, talking baseball. That, that's, that's, get back to the point.
3: Get back to it.
2: <laughs> no, but okay. Well, talking about a guy like Schmetzer, I think one thing that we have to emphasize as well is he's a Seattle guy. He coached them in the, uh, I, I don't know, if he, I think he played from the old NASL. He also coached them, I think, through the USL as well. was an assistant. I mean, look, he even posted on Twitter after a game Hey, here's my outfit on our charter flight back to Seattle. It was him wearing an ECS shirt. Like, this guy knows. That's why everyone loves him in Seattle. And like that's, I think, such a key part as well. Like, he breeds the city. Like, that's the city is him. And I, and, like, I remember I was reading a piece by Matt Pence of The Athletic, and it was talking about how, he went, how he's gone to, like, the same, like, bar for, like, the last, like, 30 years or something like that. Or, like, 20 years or something like that. Like, this guy knows Seattle. I think it, it adds to his character as well. He's a Seattle guy. And from what he's do, doing performance-wise, he's been fantastic. Uh, Seattle's been a perennial contender with him. And you know what? They have a chance to, you know, win what two in the last three years. That's 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 ridiculous. Uh, I I think Schmester is should be given his due. I I, I won't say top three. But I'll go top four. Is that fair?
1: Uh, well, okay, but he, here's who's going up against Bruce Serena, five MLS Cups. Three Supporters Shields, one U.S. Open Cup. Second in MLS history with wins at 202. The most ever postseason wins with 26. Now I, I think that postseason win statistic is now going to be skewed based on the new playoff format because in the old old days you probably had going through the rounds, right? The the two legs. I wonder if you have more games or le- uh, now you have less games that you can actually play, so it'd be harder to achieve playoff wins. But the the conversation for another day. Bob Bradley, fifth in MLS wins, fourth in postseason wins, one MLS Cup, two U.S. Open Cups. Now supporter shield. Just led LAFC to the best ever MLS, best ever season in MLS history. Then you have Siggy Smith with the most wins in MLS with 240 wins, second in postseason wins with 26, and two MLS Cups, five supporter shields, and oh, two MLS Cups, five U.S. Open Cups, and three supporter shield Now Jake before we get to that and, and listeners at Unc Soccer Pod this is the question of the day where does Brian Spencer rank among MLS's greatest coaches and I'm going to add a, a little plus sign what about Greg Vanny guys because isn't he didn't he isn't he basically on the same path as as his counter counterpart in Seattle three appearances in as many years as Brian Spencer.
2: I mean, I put them tied, but kind of like a 4A, 4B Um, in that case, because you're right. But also, let's not forget, Vanny took Toronto to the CCL finals.
3: They lost to the Chivas.
2: So let's, not, yeah, let's not forget I, about that.
3: I think, uh, yeah, I mean, the narrative, if if Toronto beats Chivas in that uh, CONCACAF Champions League final I mean, think of how much the narrative changes around Toronto FC and and Greg Vanny. I also think playing in Canada too, we we probably overlook Greg Vanny a little bit, but I think they're probably neck and neck. And, you know, you, you could probably make the argument that Schmetzer's four and, you know, Vanny's five and pending this, you know, MLS Cup result, you know, maybe Vanny jumps Schmetzer or vice versa. You know what I mean? It has so, to. I,
1: I, don't know how th- I don't know how you would lose this upcoming MLS Cup and be still ranked. Would be ranked higher than the other. This MLS Cup has a lot riding on on players, clubs, and coaches' legacy. This MLS Cup, it is that important for their I legacies mean, to win it.
3: Schmetzer's side hasn't missed the playoffs yet, so that's a feather in the cap for uh, him versus Greg Vanny. I mean, Vanny's side—they looked pretty bad. Last yeah, but year, if Greg
1: but- Vanny says I have two MLS, two MLS cups. And, and Schmetzer only has one. So this is the ultimate middle finger.
2: Yep, he better he better get that ring fitted for his middle finger. You know, he can, he can flip off Schmetz that way.
3: <laughs> oh Armand, you're always good for a uh, an awkward <laughs> line. <laughs> anyway, do you guys want to talk LAFC? No. All right, we're taking a break. I guess we're taking a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little LAFC. I'm going to defend the stance that they are the greatest team ever. But, but question, I mean, question of the day: Where does Brian Schmetzer rank in uh, in in the uh, in? I don't even know what the word is here. Where does Brian Schmetzer rank and Greg Vanny rank among? Uh, MLS uh, great coaches. Let us know at Onksamp Soccer Pod. Sending your questions. Sending your thoughts. DM us add us. If you got a question? We'll read it on air. We'll answer it. Anyway, we'll be back in a minute.
1: Alrighty, uh, time to get controversial at jake Watroba, listeners just to let you know uh the other members of uncle sam soccer pod do not every man and woman or whoever joins uncle sam soccer pod their opinions are their they own their own opinions okay just put it out there right jake you own okay, your what own does armand think
3: what does Armand think? I don't know what I, I know. Whoa, what whoa, 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 whoa! Why are you put this on me? I just want to hear. I was your, your stance because I just hear Stevens all the time.
2: <laughs> all right, so so let me. So I'll break it down for you guys. You wait, ready? Wait, 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 wait.
1: Let's Jake put the argument out there, and then you can either agree or disagree. This is I this mean, is Jake. Jake's. Asked for it. Yeah, I know, but th- this is all Jake. We've been. I've been waiting to come at you all it. day. I've
3: had. I've had this stance for like three months. We've had this argument on the show. A month ago, (laughs) (laughs) you're you're rearing to go at me again over something you do every time we have this argument. So listeners, I'm going to present to you this really bad reasoned uh, argument for why LAFC is, regardless of the result last night, is still the greatest team in MLS history.
1: First and foremost... I'm going to be on mute. That way you do not get my interruptions that that'd I promise be great that.
3: that would be fantastic hey appreciate that thanks right. for the uh i'm on mute thanks for the heads up on that one. First and foremost i don't believe that one game should define how great a season is or uh isn't in this case uh I asked, I posed this question to you guys earlier about Atlanta and Toronto, and I'll pose it again because I I, I think this argument still holds true. If you played Seattle LAFC at Mega California Stadium 10 times, how many times does Seattle win that matchup? Armand? I'm not sure. Uh, I'd say like two, two, three, maybe, maybe three, maybe 3.5. I mean, I'd hammer the under on that, but three point five. I mean, Steven, how many times? How, how, what do you say? You can take yourself off mute. How many times did Seattle win that match last night? Ten times. I'm, I'm Ten on times. mute, bro. How many times <laughs> did Seattle five. win that match? Five. Five? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that was the second time LAFC had lost at home the entire
1: season. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I can't. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm stopping. Jake, move on.
3: I'm pegging it at two, two, three times max that Seattle wins that game. Okay. Here's some stats for you guys. I'm sure you know this, but we're gonna read these off. Read these off, anyways, just to kind of prove or illustrate how good LAFC was. Highest point total in the league's history with 72 points. Fifth all time in the league's history for wins in a season with 21. Tied for first with a 1998 LA galaxy with 85 goals scored in a season highest goal differential in the league's history with a uh, 48 or a positive 48 goal differential. The next highest to put it into context. There's a couple of contexts. We can put it in here. Actually next highest was LA galaxy in 1998 with uh, 41. Albeit they played two less games that year and to illustrate just how good you know their 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 man is their Carlos Vela set the goal scoring record with 34 goals in league play he also set the record for goals and assists in a single season with 49 if i remember correctly he had broken that that, that the latter record there uh, i believe he broke it uh, with 10 games remaining in the season so LAFC if you want to sit here and say, well, they lost to a a pretty good Seattle team at home. Therefore they're not, they're still not the best team ever in that, that the league has ever seen. I just, to me, I, I, I I just think that's kind of a a fallacy here. Like, like I said, I I just don't believe that one game should be the end. all, be all determination of, well, is this greatness or is this just a, it's almost like we look at LA single. It's just a flash in the pan. I mean, would we sit here again? Are we, if, FC Dallas or New England Revolution won MLS Cup this year. We sit here and go, oh, there's greatness. They won. <laughs> they, they won.
4: <laughs> New England
3: Revolution, who had two wins by, like, the end of May or whatever the hell it was. Oh, their greatness. I mean, look at some other sports here. Either 2015, 2016, Golden State Warriors set the record for the uh, uh, best record in an NBA season going 73-9. and However, they lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers – in seven games Fraud. in the nba finals does three is a bad three game stretch to find greatness are we sitting here and saying a three game losing streak at the end of a season does that determine if they're great or not here let me read off some records for the golden state warriors and you tell me oh boy <laughs> oh god most regular season and postseason wins with 88 most road regular season wins with 84 Most road wins in a regular season and postseason, 88, tied with the 95-96 Bulls. Most three-pointers in a single season. Most three-pointers made in a postseason. Only team in NBA history to go an entire regular season without back-to-back losses. Only team in NBA history to not lose to an opponent more than once in a single season. And Steph Curry set the NBA record for most three-pointers made in a season. I mean that sounds like one of the greatest basketball teams ever, but pay, but hey, uh, but the Cavaliers pulled off. Did, did they win? Off the Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 Jake. Remind me. Draymond
3: Green kicked somebody in the nuts. Uh, who was <laughs> it? Who did he kick in the crotch in Game I Five? Armand. Was it LeBron? It might have been LeBron. He got to spend it for Game Six. All right, let's go on. Let's go on to Stevens, doing the Patriots. Huh? Let's uh, here. Let's <sighs> cut up on a vein on this one. How about that?
1: Yeah. Open uh, how up does that this one one.
3: feel? Finished the uh, 2007 season, 16 0. However. They lost to the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. Was that the David Tyree play?
1: Yes, I still haven't oh, watched yeah. that play. I've a never watched that play in its entirety.
3: Catch. Oh, we'll send it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, thanks. And Eli Manning heave in a fluky and the Giants catch were the greatest David team Tyree. that season. I believe they finished the season nine and seven and snuck into the final wild car- NFC wild. Well, oh, guess what ball. they
1: are, just just uh, to rub salt into Armand's boom, You know who they they beat. In the Dallas divisional Cowboys. round, the Dallas Cowboys okay. were the yeah. one seed that season.
2: Okay, so this is Uncle Sam's soccer podcast and Uncle Sam's NFL podcast that's coming out soon. Well, hold on. but
1: <laughs> Do you get to your point, Jake? Yeah, yeah, k- yeah. hurry up. We only yeah, got another. Up, I'm putting
3: I'm. I'm, I'm I put really on a like 10 pages of stats, dude. Just go. Yeah, because I'm trying you, to make a point but, here. So okay, we things. get your
1: point. These teams are statistically blah, blah, blah off the charts they didn't win yes. the damn cup
3: off the charts. but because the this is the problem i have when you have especially with the nfl and now mls when you have these one game playoffs anything can happen the, the nfl anything never had
1: happen. two game like aggregate score type deal the nfl had always been you win you move on it's a win or go home that that's it that's
3: I, I, why 9-7 and seven New, England, New York Giants can beat 16-0 New England Patriots.
1: Yes, yes. And guess what? The Patriots are not the greatest team ever. The Miami Dolphins, if oh you, you want to play they're the not. game. If
3: you made those two teams play each other, the, the, the Patriots would run circles around them. Sure,
1: they would run circles. But we don't live with time machines where we could just conjure up random Super Bowl matchups from uh, that are 40 years apart. And let them play. No, the the New England Patriots did not win the Super Bowl. Nobody, in New England ranks those that team, that 2017 team, above the other Super Bowl wins.
3: Hold up, hold up. Best, who? What is the? Okay, all right, ready for this, Armand? You ready for this? Oh no! Oh no! Here we go. Steven, I want you to tell me the great which Premier League team in your mind. Had the greatest season in Premier League history. Can you, Whichever can you, what, team finished with the most points, but but whoa, but, whoa, 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 but. but the Arsenal didn't lose a game and they won the title.
1: Well, and yeah. I don't
3: think they finished with the most points.
1: Nope, nope. Statistically, no. You're right. And actually, that's a fair argument because I had not thought about Arsenal. I did not think about the Invincibles. I, I, I did not
3: get you. I know how to get to your heart. I so that, that, that's a, a fair shot. Arsenal.
1: It's between City's unbelievable hundred mark. Or, or that Arsenal team that went unbeaten in the regular season. However, both oh, of them ended up winning the them. Premier League. So oh,
5: we're I'll talking about LAFC guys. Jeez.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're comparing LAFC okay. to the New England yeah. Patriots. Well, you to, made,
3: you had the you you put make cross sport references on the, on our Google Doc. Yes, here, so yes. I, I, I think crazy. that's how
1: you judge this by. But the problem is the problem is Jake. We're in America, and we put our emphasis on the playoffs. Okay, Sadly. Peyton Manning owns a lot of records, but that dude has two Super Bowls. Guess how many Brady has? Six. It's not even a conversation. Okay. Yeah, well, Adam
3: Vinatieri carried Brady to two of those oh, Super okay. Bowls. <laughs> uh,
2: let uh, me just let me just tell you guys this. Uh, uh, let me uh, since give Jake us your my take. Opinion, give like us your take. Twenty minutes Let me let me let me give it. Lafc. From a style of play, is the best team we've seen in MLS history. Can we agree on that?
1: Best style? We're, no, we're it's st- going to be style, Greg style points now.
3: Pragmatic Toronto FC in two weeks when they beat Seattle. i well, will talk
2: about the style, like the way they played, the finesse, the regular season, the beauty, the passion. Carlos Vela. So we're, we're giving style yeah, hey.
1: points now. Style points matter.
2: Yes, but, we get. to
1: you give style points. Because they were but,
2: dominant. They were absolutely dominant. But, but but I'm I'm not done, Steven. So just give me a second.
1: I, I gotta I gotta I gotta rebuttal this way.
2: No, no, no but, but as Steven said, in America, we judge based off who wins a championship. Right? who's the best team in baseball? The Yankees? I don't know.
3: Houston uh, uh, I might have been the, uh, Astros. I believe it was the Astros this year. Well, hopefully they lose. Well because- it looks like they're they're on, they're on the
2: brink right now. They're on the look, brink. Look, right now. look, The best teams don't always win, and that's and that's the thing about American sports. We love this playoff. We love it to death. We we cry about it. We dream about the playoffs. Yeah, we want to make it this and that. We gotta live and die by the playoffs. You ain't winning the title. You ain't the greatest. Get out of here with that crap, Jake. That's terrible. That is what? terrible. What, Jake? Jake? You're Jake? Terrible really yeah,
1: terrible. Jake, let me ask you this. Leading into this season, who had the greatest se- season in Major League Soccer?
3: I believe uh second point is uh last year's New York Red Bulls. I know you're going with this, and I have Uh-oh. a rebuttal for it too.
1: Okay, so why why it, it why did we suddenly just forget? Thing. Why did we just forget? that the Red Bulls posted the best regular season last year, not not four years ago, not seven years ago, last season, when Atlanta won the Cup. All, everybody, all anybody remembers is the fact that Atlanta won MLS Cup. Just like this year, nobody's going to sit there and go, like, wow, LAFC, you know. Everybody remembers the 2007 Patriots for losing the Super Bowl, just like everyone remembers Golden State for losing the NBA Finals. They didn't complete it. In America, if you want to be the greatest team, you have I to
3: think, first of all, win on,
1: your trophy.
3: On your Patriots take, there, I think it's pretty telling that most of us remember the Patriots for losing the 2007 Super Bowl than the fact that the Giants won it. I can only tell you one thing about that Super Bowl, and that was David Tyree's catch. That's it. So I think that tells you that... Th- 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 that the Patriots were were great right there. Like I said, we're talking about how the Patriots blew a sixteen and zero season. Not look at what the Giants did first and foremost. Second of all, I think the way LAFC went about their ways of becoming uh, the all time leading uh, uh, point getters, if you will, or finishing the season with the most points ever in an MLS season, they did it in such a in, in a much more dominant way than the Red Bulls did. I mean, look at I mean. There was nothing Red Bulls didn't finish with a 48 goal differential last year. They weren't they didn't have a 34 goal score. They didn't have a I don't believe they had anybody come come even close to a to a golden boot. I think there's some context here that needs to be All right, Jake. To be laid. What about this? So you're this, saying objectively, yeah? Am I saying objectively? Am I saying objectively LAFC is better than the Red Bulls last year? Is that what you're asking well, no, me? No, you, you're not you so you're saying okay, so you're saying
2: Red Bulls wouldn't be the best team in MLS history because they do a finesse and style. You're saying like you're not. You're
3: not saying. Uh, I'm not just looking at it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, I, what you think, say I, think I think the point is. is, 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 a, is take a good is point. is stupid. I like it. You're, I think it, you you start at a point at the at the total points for a season, but then there's there's context. There's layers to it. Look at what LAFC did this year versus what the Rebels did last year.
1: Yeah, but LAFC is not, not a big. Re- LAFC failed in the big games. US Open Cup failed against Portland. Against LA Galaxy. Failed in regular season, beat them in the playoffs. Okay, you give them uh, you give them credit for that. Screw screw the regular season, right? It's all about what you do in the postseason. But that mm-hmm. greatness in the regular season, what that translate? What what momentum did that translate into the playoffs?
3: I'm just I'm just not a small sample size guy. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna sit here and look, man. You get into a three game season, weird things happen. I mean.
1: Well, then you, you want you just, to be the greatest, then you are. figure if out that you game, figure out the three-game three season. season. You figure that's it out. That's why
3: I'm saying. Why are we using three a three a, a bad three-game stretch from the Golden State Warriors five years ago that the, that just defines that? Well, the '96 Bulls are the best. Get out of here. That's all not right, a good well, argument. All right,
1: listeners, we actually want to let's, play the cut. Let's pivot. Of Carlos Villa here post game. I just want to get the the reaction of Armand Jake. We had some listener questions or listener thoughts. Get sent our way. So we'll get to that here in the final five minutes of the show. But up first here is Carlos Vela post game.
5: You lost. Always hard to simulate all the, the things. Nobody expects this end for our season, but we know in playoff it's one game, 90 minutes, and if they make some better plays than you. You're out. I think in the end we have to be proud of how we've done all year and learn. We have to learn. We have used to years like a club, we have a lot, a lot of things to improve, but I think we are in the good way. Of course, in days like that, you see everything bad, but we have to. See what happened. We have to change some things and get it strong and come back next year and be better. It's the only, it's the only thing, it's the only way to to be a good club.
1: Now, Armand, uh, first give us your reaction to that. And secondly, he says that we have to do better next year. Is that a guarantee that Carlos Vela is coming back?
2: Carlos Vela ain't leaving. Carlos Vela ain't leaving. He's sure. so happy in I I I would I would bet a lot of money on it. He is so happy in LA. He might go on loan to like a team in in Europe. He seems to enjoy that idea. I don't see him leaving. Look, Carlos Fella has already talked about how he doesn't really care about playing for his national team. So if you don't care about playing for your national team, if you kind of just don't care about you know challenging yourself to get that next level, he's 30-31. He's trying to raise a family. He loves his life in LA. He makes plenty of money. The pressure isn't that high, but there's still a little bit of pressure going on.
1: Well, well okay, but the pressure now of the, the big games suddenly right, comes right. back. Bob Bradley, right. that co- that comment by uh, – or that question by Sebastian Salazar seemed to come back and haunt Bob Bradley.
2: Right, right, right. But it's obviously not as much as like if you go like to any team in Europe, right? I, I He's coming back. He's coming back. And I, I think he's coming back for the better, and I'm I'm, I'm really excited to see where, where where this guy goes because you could argue he could be like one of the greatest DPS in MLS history. Just the way he plays, the finesse, he's
1: got to uh, win the, something.
2: The, I mean, yeah, he's, but I mean, based off ability, no
1: ability, yes, yes. He's but... already the
2: best. He's already the best DP in MLS history. Because no. let's break it down Oof. in terms of value as well. He's, he doesn't have to leave for any international breaks. He's always the team. You get him for maximum. Uh, amount of time. He's such a dynamic Players seem to like
1: player. him. He's a very lovable guy Everyone on the pitch. Everyone
2: seems to like him. He's a yeah. nice guy. And you know what? He doesn't have any dreams of going anywhere You know, maybe bigger. Those Barcelona rumors were going on last year, but it doesn't look like he's would like to do that. Maybe alone, but not like a full-time transfer. He's going to stay. and He's going to make a case to be one of the best DPs, if not the best DP in MLS history.
3: I think he's already there, Armand. I think he already is the best DP in MLS history. But let's get to some comments. We have some uh, listener comments, We've got some listener questions. Uh, former Sounder great Steve Zakuani actually <laughs> tweeted at us, which uh, caught us off guard. Because uh, so we have some uh, you know, former MLS players listening here, uh, commenting to us uh, about our question of the day: Where does Brian Schmetzer rank among MLS's greatest coaches? What about Greg Vanney? And uh Zach Iwani said, has anyone ever achieved what Schmetzer has in his first three and a half years, three finals appearances and four attempts? Could be a second ring as well. So we have that from Steve. Steve, thanks for uh thanks for listening. Always appreciate that. Um I think that's it. Actually it. Yeah. Looking at our Twitter mentions here. We've um, kind of
1: spr- we haven't been as explicit with our questions, but we've kind of sprinkled them in or the listener thoughts as, as we have talked, uh, guys here, w- two minutes, Emma's cup, Seattle versus Toronto in Seattle. This is, this is going to be an interesting matchup because these teams have to be familiar with each other and there's a lot of history, right? So these players want to prove this is, this is the opportunity to, to settle the score.
2: I, I, uh... I'm, it's going to be so exciting, too, because the first MLS Cup hosted by Seattle, where Seattle is actually playing. That's, that's going to be an amazing. I want to open Century Link. Maybe I'll go. Who knows? Um, I think it's going to be a great I think it's actually going to be a pretty. I don't know. It might be a bad game, man. Jake, you were talking about it, but it might be a bad game.
3: Uh, because if Alstor if isn't healthy, it's going to be a really bad game. Let's just say that talking about? I thought this was going to be the game of the century. I thought you both of you guys were super excited I mean, about this I'm
1: pumped. Setup. I think this game is going to be fun. This no, Steven's going, going, going to
3: cry when a national anthem is played or something like that, and they, <laughs> bring, in, they bring out Macklemore to sing it.
1: Oh yeah. no! Stop! Stop! <laughs> stop! stop.
3: And Russell be Wilson be Wilson Macklemore in the background. It'll be Macklemore and Sierra to sing the national anthem, and Russell Wilson will be standing between them. And mm-hmm. then future watching from
2: some uh, somewhere watching his king go to glory. No, but look, I think it's not going to be – it could be a really bad game. It just depends on how the Altador. I'm kind of scared.
1: Well, we'll see. November 10th. So they, they got – ABC. They got uh, some time off to rest, to recuperate, to get to Seattle, arrange all the travel plans for family and friends, and, and really me. focus on this game. But listeners, at on Sam Soccer Pod, if you're listening on the podcast – Send in your thoughts as as this episode gets played out. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. We will be back this weekend. Well, we will be back next week with more content. We will talk about the U.S. men's national team. There was some news this past week. And I'm going to leave you with this thought, guys. Talking about lions and sheeps, if Toronto win MLS Cup, Toronto has to pick up his $6.5 million option.
2: He's worth it, chief.
1: <laughs> he was not good tonight. There was not much Michael Bradley praise tonight. Anyway, at Armand Kafai, at Jake Rotoba, at Stephen Jotter, and we will talk to you next time.
0: Finding the right pros for home projects can be tough and spark a lot of questions like, how do I find a pro who can help? Will they do a good job? Will I get a fair price? That's where HomeAdvisor can help. From leaky faucets to major remodels, HomeAdvisor connects you to the right pro for the job in seconds and even helps you get a fair price. Read reviews, check project cost guides, and book appointments. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free HomeAdvisor app to start your next project.